This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Very good Friday morning to Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Steven Strom here. Marlins fall the Dodgers 10-0 in the series finale. Still take two out of three. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, the Marlins see their six-game winning streak come to an end here at Lone Depot Park. Tonight, Dodgers got some terrific starting pitching from Ryan Pepio. Marlins did hang around in this ball game until it unraveled on them at the top of the sixth inning of the Dodgers win this one by a final score of 10 to nothing here tonight. This is the 10th inning show with Jeff Nelson and Kyle Seeloff. And Nelly, I don't know really how to sum this one up tonight. Uh, Marlins didn't really get anything going early, obviously. Ryan Pepio was perfect until the two-out single by Josh Bell in the bottom of the seventh inning. Uh, in the bottom of the seventh inning there, it's probably the right place to start. I mean, he was unbelievable tonight. Didn't give the Marlins a chance. No, I mean, sometimes you have to tip your hat. And, it, you know, he, he was outstanding. He had a really good fastball. Change-up was his second-best pitch, Pepio. You didn't see a breaking ball very often. Really didn't have to go to it. Right. And, you know, the changeup had really good sync, came off of that fastball because the fastball had good sync. You look at 94 on the fastball and about 84 on the changeup, and that's yeah. what you want, about 10 miles an hour off your fastball. Really kept the Marlins off balance. And there was only a couple tough plays. I mean, you had Rosario that made that leaping catch off of the bat of a rise, and Rojas made a nice play up the middle. But other than that, there was really nothing until the changeup. Even the changeup that Bell hit for the base hit there with two outs in the seventh, he was fooled, and he had to go out and get it, right. but he had enough of it that he was just able to hit it back up the middle for a base hit. You know, you just have to tip your hat. And, and it could have been a lot worse if you look at it. I guess, you know, no loss is easy. But, it, you know, but it, I guess if you look at it and say, okay, we lost to the Dodgers 10 to nothing, we'll take that. We right. beat them two out of three. And you split the season series with them. Exactly. And, you know... You, you still find, like, it's going to be such a shuffle match with this wild card right? that, you know, you're, you're not going to win every game, but you took two out of three, and, and that's the best-case scenario, I guess, because you're you know, really in, tough to swing. In an odd way, too, you're almost thankful you didn't come back and lose by one and you blow a bunch of bullpen guys. Like, you got your butt kicked, you move on to tomorrow. You know, for the most part, you save the bullpen, uh, Shagwa, a third of an inning, that was easy. Soriano, an inning and a third. Smelter was the one uh, kind of got sacrificed here tonight, tossed three and two-thirds. But, you know, you, you don't lose late and use six relievers to try to win the darn thing, you know? Right. I mean, you look at it, Shagwa probably would not throw tomorrow because he's thrown two days in a row. Right. Uh, you know, Soriano threw a lot of pitches. He gave up five runs, so and he's not going to pitch tomorrow. So if anything goes wrong with Perez, if he starts getting hit around early, He's a guy you're definitely not keeping in to try to eat up some innings like you would maybe a Braxton right, Garrett. Right. I mean, then you're looking at Hoeing coming in trying to be that bulk guy or that guy that's going to have to eat up some innings. But, you know, it just wasn't the Marlins' night offensively. They've, you know, if you look at the last six games in that winning streak, hey, they hit 15 homers. You know, they did some things that, that you know, they're, they're answering the bell, they're answering the call. 
It just didn't happen. Braxton Garrett didn't have it tonight. He really didn't have good location on his fastball. His breaking ball wasn't there. And I think that his mechanics were a little off, you know, really quick on top of that mound, rushing and drifting towards the plate. Just couldn't get it together. It could have been a lot worse. They left a lot of men on base. The Dodgers did. But, you know, 10 to nothing. You know what? You get past it. Short memory. And you got a tough Philly squad coming up these next three days on the road. All right, Nelly. Uh... See you in a few minutes on the bird. Yes, absolutely. All right, that's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Ryan Pepio versus Braxton Garrett in this ball game tonight. As mentioned, Pepio was nearly perfect. This game was scoreless going to the top of the third inning, and that's when the Dodgers would strike first tonight. They got a leadoff triple from Miguel Rojas. Then after Austin Barnes lined out to third, Braxton Garrett hit Mookie Betts. He walked Freddie Freeman. The bases were loaded with one out in the third inning for Will Smith. First pitch is swung on and lined into center field. The base hit. Jazz is on the baseball. Betts is going to stop at third. Good throw from Jazz in center field to hit the cutoff man, Luis Arise. That's an RBI single for Will Smith, and the Dodgers lead one to nothing. It would stay that way until the fifth when the Dodgers would tack on a couple of more. With two outs, Ahmed Rosario singled. Next month he walked. That brought Chris Taylor to the plate. First pitch to Chris Taylor's a line drive into center field. You called it, Nelly. Bangs a fastball out there. Jazz picks it up. Scoring from second base is Ahmed Rosario. Going first to third is Max Muncy. That's a two-out RBI single for Chris Taylor. And the Dodgers have a 2-0 lead. And the next man to bat for the Dodgers was Kike Hernandez. The 0-1 pitch, Taylor takes off, Hernandez swings, and he drives a ball towards the gap. Right center field, this is deep, it hits on the track and over the wall. An automatic double for Kike Hernandez. That'll play Max Muncy. Chris Taylor will have to go back to third. It's a two-out RBI double for Kike Hernandez, and the Dodgers lead 3 to nothing. It was 3 to nothing Los Angeles, and the damage there coming off of George Soriano. Meanwhile, Ryan Pepio was cruising perfect in the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. And uh, the Dodgers would tack on plenty more in the sixth. And that, in the sixth inning, would uh, begin with Freddie Freeman with a man on base. 2-0 to Freeman is blooped over the head of Luis Arise. That's a fair ball rolling down the right field line, and the ball boy just picked it up. Oh, no, the ball boy just picked it up in foul territory. And this is going to be an umpire's discretion because I, Betts was going to score easily, and I'm sure Dave Roberts is going to go out there and say, hey, you know, usually it's a double because the bat boy or the ball boy down the right field line went out and picked up the run. I mean, the ball. <laughs> But Betts was rounding third as he was picking up the ball, so I think they're going to wind up giving him home. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah they're going to score they're Betts. Get Betts home. And I know Skip Schumacher is going to go ask why. So Betts will touch the bag at third, and he will now jog home. Freeman will stay at second base. It's an RBI double for Freddie Freeman, and it's a 4-0 Dodgers lead. Well, at that juncture, 4-0. Will Smith then singled, and then Ahmad, Ahmed Rosario, I beg your pardon, would play a couple of more. Here's a ground ball hit through the left side and a base hit. Freddie's going to score on his heels is Smith. That's a one-out, two-run single for Ahmed Rosario. And the Dodgers have a 6-0 lead. The Dodgers would get another one, courtesy of Chris Taylor in the sixth inning, where they'd score four runs on four hits and error by Miami. They'd leave a man on base. Uh, the really... Only big thing after that that would take place was the two-out... Hit from Josh Bell in the bottom of the seventh inning. That would break up the 
perfect game for Ryan Pepio, who went seven innings tonight, did not allow a run, just one hit, no walks, and three strikeouts. The Dodgers would play three more, a three-run homer by Chris Taylor in the eighth inning tonight. They would go on to win by a final score of 10 to nothing. For the Dodgers tonight, 10 runs, 16 hits, no errors, 11 men left on base. For the Marlins, no runs, two hits, two errors, two men left on base. Ryan Pepio, the winning pitcher. Braxton Garrett, the loser. Total game time, two hours and 40 minutes in front of 12,047 inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park here in Miami tonight. With the victory, the Dodgers are now 85-54. and 54, And with the setback, the Marlins are 72-68. and 68. For the Miami Marlins tonight, they strike out six, and that means that $150 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the loss to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Skip, what made Pepio such a tricky matchup? The changeup, um, it gave us trouble all night. We couldn't lay off of it. We swung out of the zone. Uh, we couldn't hit it when it was in the zone. Um, and just kind of back and forth, you know, with the fastball at the top and then with the changeup, you know, kind of tunneling it and uh, – we just couldn't lay off it. We knew coming in that he had a good changeup. We faced him, obviously, at their place. Um, but it was just in the strike zone so long and just fell out uh, and bought him out um, towards the end. And uh, we just had a tough time laying off of it. As each inning goes by as a hitter, how tough is it to, to maybe not tense up a little bit, not try to do too much, especially when you're looking for that first base runner? Yeah, it's only human nature to, you know, you start thinking about it, you know, anytime after the fifth inning, you're starting to think about it with his low pitch count as well. And, um, you know, luckily we, uh, you know, we snuck one through. We, we hit the ball hard a couple times, but for the most part, um, you know, a lot of weak contact and um, it wasn't wasn't looking good there for a minute. Um, but, you know, luckily Bell snuck one through. Uh, was it more approach or Pepio combo of both in terms of? Yeah, probably both. I mean, he had, I mean, he pitched great. I mean, he pitched really good against us at their place and, shoved it shoved it against us uh here um so we just had a tough time with that changeup. we had a tough time over there with the changeup, um his changeup in particular uh and uh, again we just a lot of weak ground ball contact pull side with our lefties and um you know we just couldn't couldn't get him up inside the strike zone and um you know that's some you know that's what happens what did you see i guess in particular braxton but it seemed pitching overall just a lot of walks a lot of Count, hit Brax, yeah, Brax is just a lot, a lot of, he couldn't put anybody away. Um, you know, they kept fouling pitches off and long at bats and, um, you know, he couldn't not only put it, uh, put them away, but he couldn't put them in, put it in play. Um, I think he probably gave up, what, three hits or something like that? Yeah, three hits, one run, but um, pitch count just got, you know, way too high and, um, you know, we couldn't let him go any further. At the time, Shaggy got a big out with, you know, striking out Mookie. Uh, kept us in a game, one nothing, headed into the fifth, I think. Um, and we felt pretty good, honestly, with Soriano coming in. And, um, you know, kind of tough day for Sori. And, you know, that kind of kind of the story. We, j- we couldn't get any good thing going anyway. And um, so just a, you know, tough day. Those are going to happen. You know, if you told me we'd win two out of three against the Dodgers when they came into town, I would have taken that any day of the week. Um, and so we still feel really good headed into – Next series. Yeah, I was going to my next question. With the 16 win streak, you see what the offense does, and you have a game like this, just how quickly can you or how quick do you need to flush this going into a road trip? Yeah, they, they probably have already flushed it. I mean, it's, you know, when you're on this uh, long streak of games, um, you're going to have, you know, games like this every now and then. Uh, hopefully that's out of our system. Um, 
you know you have games like last night that every you happen every now and then that's why this game is crazy um just when you think you have it figured out it just punches you right in the mouth you know and uh that's why people keep coming back for more and, and uh so we'll keep going keep fighting um and you know just credit to to Pepio. he just he had a great outing and um you know we couldn't get him in the strike zone all right that was manager skip schumacher look folks flush it two out of three against the dodgers you would have signed up for it. marlin's still in a great position here and uh, bottom line for Miami, they got a great opportunity, three in Philly, four in Milwaukee. But tonight, uh, it starts in Philly, and Yuri Perez uh, is making uh, his first September, meaningful September start of his very young career. The Marlins are going to need him. It's going to be a 7.05 first pitch, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 6.30. As always, we hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 